Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Thursday, drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett, our first full week back after a little holiday off. Nice to be with you today, and what a show do we have planned? Oh. No, really. What a show do we have planned? You're more so asking, what show do we have what planned? What show do we have planned? <laughs> what the hell are we doing today? It's got a lot going on. Yeah, we do actually have a lot going on. Um, we have a game that we're going to get to a little later in the show, uh, which I, I'm lovingly calling CES or BUD. Is it an invention that debuted at the CES convention in Las Vegas? I mean, there's some crazy inventions there this year. Or is it something that someone just thought of when they were high? <laughs> so we will play that. It's going to be very, very difficult. What you call it a high idea. A high idea. That's yeah. that's correct. Uh, we're also going to be chatting with uh, Matthew Craffy from the Log Cabin Republicans about everything that's uh, the Republican perspective on everything that's going on in Iran and with the impeachment. And uh, we're also going to talk to a, a reporter from Politico. We actually just uh, got that booking just like seconds ago. Yeah. Um, about why Trump supporters are supporting Trump through impeachment and Iran, and uh, apparently some of the responses that he got were was pretty interesting. So yeah. that'll be a, a great chat. Yeah, I think he got like thousands of emails from people being like, and, and it's interesting because the title of the of the article is "He is our OJ." Yikes. Which is like, what? So it will be interesting to break Ooh. down all of My that. Um, Jarrett. Yes. Do you use self-checkout when you go to the grocery store? And when do you use it? Is it just when you have a couple of items with you? Is it when you have a full grocery cart? I had an incident yesterday that I'd like to discuss here on the airwaves of Channel Q. I, um, <laughs> which you guys cannot see, is producer Emmy sitting on an exercise ball mm-hmm. that's way too low and <laughs> bouncing around with her arms in the air. Um, yes, I do tend to use self-checkout. Usually if I have like, 15 or less items because like self-checkout can be kind of daunting if you got a full cart um, I agree with you so yeah I tend to about 15-ish items or less maybe I'll use a self-checkout but you're not a, you're not a guy that's that screams at you like I want a human being I don't want to use technology like you're you like using technology I like using technology but I'm also aware of like this stupid self-checkout thing could have been six different people's jobs. Yeah, sometimes I do enjoy using self-checkout just because I like her, the lady's voice. Yeah. I enjoy it sometimes when she's like, weigh your bananas. Weigh your oh. bananas. And sometimes she mispronounces stuff like, weigh your cilantro. And I'm like, oh. That's cute. <laughs> I wish someone had taught you how to correctly pronounce that. And it's really too late. I like to use self-checkout, especially when I'm buying something I don't want to have to have a conversation about. Like, oh, if I'm yeah. buying condoms, or if I'm ah, buying, like, that's a medicine for my stomach, or if I have to go in and buy something for a lady friend, like, if I just don't want to have to, like, have an interaction about it, I'll just use self-checkout. That is a really good point. If you're buying tampons, if you're buying anything. I said that like I've ever went and bought tampons for a girl, but you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. think it's interesting is that if you're buying something for a lady friend, yeah, like, someone's you know. at the entrance, like, hey, hey. Jared. Could you go inside? Can I'm you, can you, heavy flow. Can heavy you give me some tampons? It's been a, super, been a rough day. Super, please. Yeah, thank you. With the wings. <laughs> and With you're the outside wings. of a Costco. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so I there's a grocery store by my house that I go to often because it's the closest thing, and uh, and it's a you know major grocery chain, and they have of course many self checkout. Uh, counters in addition to probably six or seven aisles of regular people checking checking out customers. Now, past a certain point, say past 5 p.m., they've done this new fun thing of really only having one person checking out I'm already, in the regular aisle. I'm already pissed off. Right. 
And then they have probably four to six self-checkout counters. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I was tasked with going to the grocery store. I had to pick up some stuff from dinner. We were also out of coffee, which means you immediately need to go to the grocery store. There's not one possible okay. circumstance where you cannot get coffee immediately. So I go, I get some stuff, and I'm getting a lot of produce. That's when I usually don't use the self-checkout. Because it's a little bit more cumbersome, yes, yeah. I don't want to have to put in bell, bell pepper. Okay. And then figure out which Russet, one is the right one. Pate- and, yeah, yeah. I, it's just annoying. Is so this I, organic or not? I'm always saying it's not organic. But I went to yeah. the person line. <laughs> See, okay, it's amazing that you said that because I have gotten so much crap from people when I admitted on the airwaves up in San Francisco that I say stuff is not organic when it actually is in the self-checkout. The people funny thing is, thief? funny thing is, I was being sarcastic. You were not. Oh, no! <laughs> do you really do that? I hardly ever really buy the organic stuff, but that's a whole other conversation. Oh! Yeah. yeah. But okay. you're, but you are a thief. Wait, Emmy, you do do that? Aha! I'm not alone. <laughs> I do it with avocados. You white women are thieves. It's okay, fine. you know what? Like I don't make the rules. That's you guys. This okay, but I have to actually tell you what happened okay. at self checkout. So we have to take a break, and then when we get back, I'll explain to you the awkwardness that ensued at the self checkout last night. Uh oh. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right, drop the subject. Hanging out with you today, Jarrett and Allie. Thanks for checking us out. And if you're not already, please follow us. You know, it's always it's a good thing to be followed in 2020. You know, 1980. No one wanted to be followed. No, yeah, because following someone back then would be you know, what we call stalking. Exactly. Um, I have a growing furor about a call that we're going to have a little bit later with a re- reporter from Politico who wrote this article that's yeah. headlined, he is our OJ right. about how uh-huh. Donald Trump is getting support from his supporters, no matter what he says and does. And I I feel my blood boiling <laughs> about this story, I feel like so. I can feel it from here. Yeah, I am incensed about this. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Well, but, yeah, that'll be a very fascinating conversation to talk about some of those emails. Um, We will also get to a Trump around in a minute, but I just wanted to finish up a thrilling story that I'm in the middle of about self-checkout. I really did not intend for this to take more than one minute, so it's kind of stupid. My friend in college, he used to be really bad at telling stories, and we made him start ending his stories with, and then I found $5. (laughs) So that... He would at least have like if something would happen at the right, end, right? Exactly. And so if this ends in one of those, you can always end it with, and then I found five dollars. Okay, I I may do that. Okay, okay. So I went to I, I filled up my cart. I had a bunch of stuff in it. I went to the regular person line. It was a <laughs> the line was a mile long because, like I said, there's only one person at the self at the actual checkout line past five uh, five o'clock. Otherwise, right. it's e- I was like, okay, at this point, it's going to be faster for me to just go to self checkout, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm scanning everything and I'm scanning weird stuff that. Like, doesn't have the right barcode. And of course, it takes me way longer to get all of the things through. And then, meanwhile, there's the, 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 the not a police officer, but you know, the guy that just like stands there and supervises everybody Randos. and kind oh, of like. Oh, the checkout person that yes. works at the self checkout. Yes. And they kind of just, they're really good at side eye, just like making sure that nobody's doing things like saying things were organic when they're not. <laughs> But he's not the directly crime of the looking at me. White woman. And you know what else pisses me off about these self checkout things now is now they don't put bags. So you have to go ask the person for yeah. the bags if you want the bags. So well, that, they've been doing that for a while. Okay, well that <laughs> that's upsetting as well because I feel it's I don't like it having is annoying to go, to have up to go and over ask. there and then come back. I'm like, and... just give me the bag. So this whole process has taken way too long already, and uh, you know I I'm trying to find the right bell pepper thing and all this crap, right? So then I I I, I empty my cart and then of course the 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 area where you have to place your items is always to when you have a full cart of 
groceries is way too hard to fit everything on that area, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but then you can't take one item off because then otherwise everything it completely out, gets, right. yeah, completely freaks out. And then the guy has to come over and swipe his little card and blah, 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 blah. So I, I finish scanning everything. I start to pay. And I ask him for the bags, and he says, sure. And then he he just kind of hands me the bags and walks away, which I also think if you are working, maybe you can help me out a little bit. Oh, there's no. A, That's not what self-checkout is There's a lot. There's But there's a lot of items, and he's standing there watching me struggle. <laughs> Look, lady, you're the one that came to self-checkout with this whole full cart of stuff. That's I on didn't you. want to, though. They made me because there's only one human checking exactly. people out. There's only one human, so how can he help you with the bag? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You are, why are you <laughs> defending just, him? I'm just being a jackass no. at this point. So then, anyway, I'm, I'm bagging things up. Things are falling. He's watching me as things are falling. Like, if, if one thing falls, can you help me pick it up? You're standing right there. Then he goes... Are you going to ring that up? And I realized I forgot scallions in mm, my shopping cart. A thief. And then I was like, this man thinks that I did that intentionally, and he mm. thinks I'm a thief. So then he was really watching me very, mm-hmm. very closely. Mm-hmm. But I had to bag all of my items before I could start a new uh, checkout thing. For your 68 cents of green onion. Exactly. So <laughs> he had to sit there and watch me put every single item in the bags for so long. And it was taking me a very long time, and he was not helping me. Then I had to put them all in the cart and then start a brand new transaction mm. for the scallions. Mm-hmm. And then put mm-hmm. my card in for the 99 cent scallions it was the longest most awkward process to have this guy who really thought that I was purposely like there's no way he thought I was not purposely doing that oh absolutely he did he, he probably had your face like on a, in a photo he's like yeah this is the the, the lady that's <laughs> I almost had a b word um, this is the lady who's been oh I can uh, say the b word here yeah he's like this is the lady who's been uh, swiping and saying that she's got, scallions exactly she's been getting, been getting the organic yeah. scallions and she's been saying that for the regular ones I I think I've been banned. I don't know if I can go back there. You shouldn't go back there. And then, I've been watching you too. And then I found five dollars. Wow, uh, good story. Story. <laughs> my friend, he is still awful at telling stories, and I'm just like, when are we getting to the five bucks? Yeah. I'm like, now it's been since college. It's like we've updated inflation. When are we it's getting like, to the? You know, it's ten now. He, well, right. He found eight thirty eight dollars and thirty eight cents or something. <laughs> Whatever the conversion rate. I don't know. I mean, I get using robots to make things easier, but in this case, I think that self-checkout needs a lot of improvements. And please teach that woman how to say cilantro. Jeez Louise. Okay. Well, we've got to get, we've got to get into a quick break here. When we come back, Donald Trump is still president, so we've well, got... <laughs> I have another story about self-checkout. Okay, you know and what? Then... Go to break. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Drop the Subject continues. Follow us at DTS Show on Instagram and Twitter if you want to increase the amazing people that are influencing your social media feed. Just please add us when you can. We'll follow back. Mm, And now. Probably, maybe. I mean, why not? Chances are. We'll just unfollow you later. (laughs) This is Trump around. the president of the United States going to affect my Super Bowl experience? Well, he's spent 
$10 million on two Super Bowl ads um, that are expected to run in the beginning of the Super Bowl. So this is going to be an interesting thing because we are now in full swing of political season, which it feels like, have we not been in that for like the last year? This is the election year now. Everyone is, uh, primaries are less than a month away for Democrats. Uh, and, you know, this is this is really where things are going to start heating up and we're going to start seeing the most of it. What's most interesting is Donald Trump has raised $463 million in 2019. Oh, that hurts. <clears throat> they say they have $200 million on hand, which also makes me wonder... Where'd that other $263 million yeah, wait, go? What? Yeah, exactly. So, wait, doesn't all, don't all the other candidates have to explain how they're using their money? Yeah, all of them do. He does so, as well. Okay, so where is it? I don't, that's not a part where of the story. Where is it, Jerry? Like, calm down. So this one is <laughs> 400. So many millions of dollars. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the Trump campaign has also has a, a history of like raising way more money than they need. And then the question becomes like, so why did you raise that much money? Like, what did you do with all that money? Right. That happened with the inauguration. They had an inauguration that was like half or two thirds of the size of, I think it was half the size of Barack Obama's, but they raised double the money. And it's like, where did all that money go? Right. Like, why did you guys spend that much money? Anyway, uh, Donald Trump has spent all this money on campaign ads, which are set to run in the, the Super Bowl, as we said. And the the interesting thing about this one, it says um, that this is going to be coming while he's seemingly in an impeachment trial of some sort um, or around we're not sure exactly where the impeachment trial is going to fall but this will happen during an impeachment trial while he's also trying to clean up this Iran situation and he's trying to get people to vote for him so I am fascinated to see what these ads are going to look like because they're going to be Donald Trump has done this he's done that the economy blah 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 but he also knows that the football audience is a big audience that you know tends to go after that tends to follow him it's just what i mean yeah what are the commercials going to say when when i think of super bowl commercials i always think of like commercials that are really great or really funny and then you're going to see a political ad and you're like oh that wasn't funny it would actually be great stupid. it would be really great if some of the candidates came out with good commercials yeah that'd be really really cool but i also don't expect that to happen no so. i i don't either but do you think that there are going to be other democrats that are in the race that also buy ads for there the are Super some Bowl. that could seemingly afford it pete Buttigieg or bernie sanders or joe biden or maybe elizabeth warren as well could seemingly afford to do this i mean it's i think it's about five million dollars a spot um it, for oh, a 30 second all? commercial exactly it gets bigger and bigger every year also what's interesting is the super bowl is on february 2nd the iowa caucus is on february 3rd so they're a day apart so i would imagine that at the very least, some of these bigger candidates are going to probably be trying to place ads in the Super Bowl um, that at the very least will run in Iowa, if not nationwide. Uh, I just uh, I think it's a funny picture to think of people eating Cheetos during the Super Bowl and then seeing Donald Trump's face on the TV and being like, oh, my God, oh, they do look alike. I'm like, oh, my stomach's turning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are the same color. That could very well happen. It will, will very well happen. I'm yeah. sure um, Donald Trump's also uh, been in hot water with Republicans over in Congress because yesterday they gave the briefing on what happened in Iran, um, why they why they um, assassinated Soleimani, General Soleimani, mm -hmm. Soleimani from Iran, um, and they were not pleased. They had uh, they came out of their briefing and were really upset because they felt like there was no real justification for why um, we had to kill Soleimani and why we had to go into this this uh, this kind of conflict that we've started with Iran. This is what he probably said. the worst briefing I've seen, at least on a military issue in the nine years I've served in the United States Senate. I find it insulting and I find it demeaning 
to the Constitution of the United States, to which we've all sworn an oath. I walked into the briefing undecided. I walked out decided, specifically because of what happened in that briefing. That was Mike Lee. He's a senator from Utah, and he is really upset about the briefing. <laughs> yeah. Because we went into this uh, this killing of Soleimani saying that there was an imminent threat that, you know, he was trying to kill Americans and there was really nothing to back that up. Now, mind you, there's plenty of information that is classified that we're not allowed to see and all that kind of stuff. However, the senators do get a bit of a briefing and so they are able to kind of have some perspective on why things are happening the way that they are. Uh, Rand Paul, who uh, is also a Republican, uh, uh, Republican elected, um, this is what he had to say. Our duty under the Constitution is for us to debate when we go to war, and we, for, for, for one, are not going to abdicate that duty. I he They all are coming out of these briefings having seen the information and saying, like, there was no imminent threat that we just needed to kill Soleimani right now. There mm. was no situation in which, like, oh, we've got to act now because, you know, something's about to happen. Uh, Lindsey Graham, who, you know, tends to have his head far enough up Donald Trump's ass that he can, if he fart, he would blow his brains out. Like, this is what <laughs> Lindsey... Sorry, I didn't have to do that. Uh, I'm a, I mean, you I'm didn't a have to. Distinguished but... good journalist. Uh, <laughs> this is what Lindsey Graham had to say. They thought that a war powers debate might send the wrong signal to the Iranians. I think they're right. They didn't say you can't debate. I think they're overreacting, quite frankly. He's talking about why the some of the people are coming out of the briefing upset, upset. because uh, within that briefing, they were told not to debate uh, a War Powers Act, which is actually something that's going to be happening. happening. Uh, the House is getting ready to vote within the next couple of days, I believe, on whether or not we should uh, have more distinction about what powers the president has as opposed to what the Congress has on when we are, you know, enacting when we're doing acts of war, basically. Um, and when you're ordering executions. Well, I mean, the specificity of what they're going to debate we'll we'll see that um as it unfolds but mike lee was talking about like he's like now i am ready to vote on this because of this briefing like i'm upset about this he felt it was insulting um to their intelligence and so the reason that this matters we are told that we did this strike and we've kind of started this conflict or escalated this conflict because there was some imminent threat but everyone else is looking at this and saying, like, you did this because you're getting impeached yes. and you're trying to stir up some BS. And so, and it's like, so obvious and because it's of so the things obvious. you tweeted in 2016 right. about doing exactly that. Well, so it was obviously in your brain already. Well, that and also well, 2012. But yes, oh, about yes. about Barack Obama. Yes. But like he if, if there is no impetus to this, if there is no imminent threat, then it proves what we're all saying, right? So if they could come back and say like, oh yes, we have this information that he was going to attack New York City and this was going right. to happen. Blah, but they blah, don't blah. have that. They don't have that. So if they cannot come up with like a real reason that they did this, realistically, this could be another impeachable offense. Really? Oh, absolutely. Double impeach? Can someone get double impeached? I mean, he could get impeached a thousand times. <laughs> I mean, realistically, they yeah. could drop as many articles as they want. So, wow. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, when we a second impeachment trial. I can't take it, Jared. Girl, get ready for it. No! But next, gay, gay, cray, cray. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Jared. And we know it's Thursday when we get a good gay, gay, cray, cray story onto the airwaves here at Channel Q. This is the time in the show where... Uh, I share, or sometimes you share too, Jarrett, mm-hmm. a story about a couple doing something a little un- unconventional. We take out all gender pronouns and anything that would insinuate the gender of the couple involved. And then you guess whether they are gay, gay, or cray, cray. Uh, this is gay, gay, cray, cray. 
Complete side note, we had a friend visiting over the last week and she and we went down like a 90s YouTube music video rabbit hole. Oh, look out. And we watched so many old Britney Spears music videos and Missy Elliott. It was just a whole, it was, it's quite a rabbit hole to go down. A little jealous. Yeah, it was great. I highly recommend it. Uh, With a nice Chardonnay. (laughs) Okay. So in this case, this story starts and ends with an Amazon review. Okay. Of a sex toy. Oh. That's going viral. Uh, the review is going viral, not the not the couple. Maybe they maybe they did. I don't know. Use protection, people. Okay, Amazon customer J. I'm gonna just. It could be an initial. Could be the first name. Could mm-hmm. be J. Rodriguez. Not okay. sure. Okay. Left a five star review of the Love Kiss oral stimulation massager. Love Kiss. Oral stimulation. Okay. I'm not going to give you the full breakdown of what this device looks like, but I will I tell you that, that like. it includes nipple suction stimulators as well. Oh. <laughs> well, it sounds pretty comprehensive. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's expensive, but here's the review. The beginning of it reads, buy if you want an exorcism. What? The person, Jay, said, okay... So I bought this for my partner because I really don't like insert uh-huh. thing here. Uh, it's not, nothing against them. I just don't like doing it. So I saw this and I thought that they would like the sensation of A and B and C at the same time. Didn't have high hopes for this due to the price and expected it to be pretty weak, but I tried it nonetheless. It was a bit tricky at first trying to find the right position that worked for us, but when we found it, it was go time. <laughs> After about 30 seconds, the person who is receiving Mm -hmm. the stimulation pressed the toy down and, well, I can't remember the rest. Apparently, the person, the receiving receiving party in this story, Mm -hmm. instantly reached... Their the finish. Mm, their finish. They crossed the finish they line. They crossed the finish line, sending the other person, sending their legs kicking out, mm-hmm. hitting the giver in the jaw, which sent them flying back onto oh, the radiator. No. <laughs> they uh, They thought they had killed the person. All in all, after some paracetamol, a frozen bag of peas on my jaw, and a frozen bag of peas on my jaw, it was a good toy. If you are going to use it with your partner, I suggest that you wear some form of riot gear to protect you from any physical damage that may occur. Yours truly, a damaged partner. Oh my God. So this review has been screenshotted and then tweeted out by an Amazon user and said, this this review on Amazon is giving me life. It has gone viral and also... The uh, sales for the sex toy have really skyrocketed. Gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've so, been taking notes here. Emmy's giving me the cue that we have to go to break. I am pretty sure I think I know what this okay. is. But uh, when we come back, I'll guess and we'll find out what the heck is going on at Amazon with this sex toy. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Allie, welcome back. Well, thank you. <laughs> Second hour of Drop the Subject. We I are there for a minute. in the middle of a gay gay cray cray where you've had this story of an Amazon review that has kind of gone viral of a sex toy. This customer named Jay gave a five star review to something called the Love Kiss Oral Stimul- Stimulation Massager mm-hmm. with nipple stimulation. To be clear, nipple simulation not sold separately. Um, <laughs> apparently, in the review, it begins with "buy if you want an exorcism." Mm-hmm. Um, the guy said, "I'm I'm guessing this is a guy." Oh, okay, I think it's a guy, and I think they're gay. 
Um, mm. it, I think he says he bought this for his partner because he doesn't like to perform a job. Um, he says uh, he thought they'd like the sensations. What I what I found interesting is the when they reach the finish line, mm-hmm. they. The partner who was receiving, wow, this is a lot of work yeah. to talk around this. I know, isn't it? Um, kicked their partner across the room. Onto in, the radiator. Onto the radiator and like injured their jaw, which <laughs> is ironic because seemingly you got this thing because you were trying not to hurt your jaw in the first place. Exactly. I think this is a couple of gay men. Okay. So this, and this not is, animals because it's a review because you have pulled that stunt on me before. You know, now every time we do gay, gay, cray, cray, because one time I did bring to the table a story of two uh, people in love. Well, not people. They ended up being dogs. And now every single time Jared asks me if they're human. Uh, you have to ask these I questions. Go, <laughs> they're important <laughs> that's questions. That's a clarifying question. Yeah. And I will give you that one. They are definitely humans. Uh, all right. So your guess is that they are a gay, gay couple. Mm-hmm. The question here is if they're gay, gay or boring, hetero, cray, cray couples. I don't think they're cray cray anyway, but you are wrong, wrong. What? This is a hetero couple. It's a woman and a man. Yes. The real review reads, okay, so I bought this for my girlfriend because I really don't like giving her... I still oh, can't say a lot of the these guy. words. Yes, this I'm, is from the I'm guy. I'm doubly wrong. I thought this and was the guy. And then it says, uh, sincerely, a damaged boyfriend. Oh, man. So, yeah, it was a, a, a man not wanting to give the woman the, the third base of it all. So he bought this oral stimulator on Amazon, and and uh, the rest is history. Yikes. TMJ okay. and TMI. Yeah, and uh. TM, insert another letter here that would be funny, but I've got nothing. <laughs> I That was... I'm I'm surprised by that one. I didn't think that was going to go. Really? Yeah, I'm I glad. Glad I did, that I did a good job. That's crazy. Uh, all right. Well, literally. It is crazy. It's cray cray. Um, okay. So we've got to get into a follow up because yesterday we had this breaking story during the show where we uh, we had all learned that Prince Harry and um, Princess Meghan Markle were going. Meghan, she's no longer Meghan Markle, um, would be leaving the royal family as senior members of the royal family and trying to figure out what exactly that meant. Is she Megan Sussex now? No, she's just Megan. They don't have last names. Okay, because there was some, there was like a, a friend she's of the family Duchess or a of, source or something who was like, the, Sussex, the Sussexes are very she's upset the, with their decision. And I was like, the Sussexes? The is Duchess that? of Sussex. So they are the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. And that's okay. how they, their, their Instagram is Sussex Royal, but they technically don't have last names. They have actually really long names that I think do end with Windsor or something like that. That have a lot of ofs in them, right? Ye- like of the this and of the Canterbury uh, of this. I Let me not make sure that I'm not getting this wrong but he's I'm asking two difficult you, questions you're I'm really sorry. asking way more than I was prepared to give you here so kind of no, hate I, you I, um, you don't have we can just say we'll look it up later no, I no, just no. wasn't sure if they were it was like Megan Sussex no, or no, if no. it was Megan Prince Harry is just Megan Henry Charles Albert David of the House of Windsor okay see I was right about the of Whatever. So okay. <laughs> All right. Go um, ahead. I'm sorry. So apparently they're they're deciding to leave the royal family as uh, senior members, and the the question is like, girl, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Buck- Buckingham Palace came out with a statement yesterday, basically saying like, calm down, everybody. We're figuring out exactly what to do because there's reporting that says the Queen did not know that this was going to happen, which is kind of surprising um, that she was not aware of this statement coming out and that they were going to be making this move. Although there has been, you know, widespread talk of like tensions within the family over the last couple of years. So uh, 
in this article that comes from Huffington Post, uh, the headline says, Friend gives details on Prince Harry's family dispute with Prince William. A lot, there's been a, a good amount of discussion about Prince William and Prince Harry not getting along recently. And, you know, Prince Harry was in an interview and they asked him, you know, is this true that you guys aren't getting along? And his very diplomatic way of answering is, we're brothers. You mm-hmm. know, we're not always on the best of terms. And, you know, things go up and down, which is, yeah, I ain't talking to that fool right, right. now. Right, you know what I mean? Like, right. that's what that, that basically means. Um, one of the and one of the journalists over in the UK that recently did uh, a documentary for ITV called Harry and Meghan, An African Journey, um, that really kind of uh, documented their trip to Africa, uh, was on Good Morning Britain uh, just yesterday, and he said, I think the truth is there's a lot going on within the royal family, and I don't know. I don't think they know what their future is going to be and what their position is going to be. It's no big secret in their friends uh, that they've been considering their options in the future. I don't ask what their plans are. They keep that pretty close to the vest. Well, that's their whole point, right, yeah. is that they want their lives to be more private. And yeah. right now their lives are on full display and they're being ripped apart every single step of the way. So I think one of one or there's there's a fork in the road here. One of them is, I think, as I said yesterday, they're going to go completely MIA and they're going to go to a random city in like Idaho or something. We're never going to hear from them. The other one is Netflix gets involved. We do Meghan and Harry, an American journey. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and they become financially independent by becoming reality TV stars. Well, that was an interesting part of their statement yesterday is that they plan to be fine. They try, plan to try to become financially independent. There are some people who are saying that that's not even possible, which we could maybe what? talk about later. What do you mean it's not possible? Well, I, I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I've, I've saw a few headlines today saying that that's not possible for them to. I think they were saying that they couldn't just go like work and get jobs, um, which would be a, a challenge because I think Harry still remains in the line of succession to the throne even if he does step away from the family but, yeah, but what you, you they, can make money doing anything now exactly so like I, I think that's kind of the the question is like what are they going to do I will be fascinated to see how this unfolds because it seems like the royal family hasn't really figured this out yet they uh, that Harry and Meghan may have you know kind of said something prematurely but I think all of the speculation is that they're going to probably end up going to Canada and living there and kind of splitting their time between Britain and Canada oh, so, can't wait to yeah. hear what that's about alright we'll <laughs> eh? be back <laughs> drop the up the new channel Q. Drop the subject is back. We uh, want to let you know coming up later out later throughout the show. We've got some really interesting conversations coming up with uh, John um, Harris from Politico, who's going to talk to us about why Trump supporters are supporting him through impeachment. With the headline in his article, he is our OJ. That makes my blood boil. Um, Jillian Michaels has responded to all the backlash she's gotten about uh, her Lizzo comments. Harvey Weinstein's in trouble in court. There's so much to he talk about. He won't stop a texting. He won't stop a texting. And then <laughs> Allie's come up with a brand new game called CES or BUD um, about uh, inventions that were either created and invented, uh, showed up at the CES convention or just someone that was high. Um, but <laughs> yeah. speaking of someone that was high, this dentist must have been high because apparently they set a kid's mouth Good on segue. fire. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I got some practice yesterday. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever... Were you ever afraid of going to the dentist or anything like that? I know I, it's something that most people don't like. I. You just went, didn't I, you? Yeah. I actually have to go back uh, on Monday. I had some feelings last week, and I did not realize how much anxiety my childhood dentist gave me until I started going to the dentist as an adult. And I've had cleanings and all kinds of stuff, and like they've been perfectly fine. So there's but, no reason for it. Exactly. Because on last week, or I guess it was Thursday, when I had the fillings I my whole body was tense the whole time and like there generally was no real pain and I was numb 
You know what I mean? So Yeah, but anytime you've got a bunch of random metal tools stuffed in your mouth, it's not a comfortable experience, whether it goes well or badly. Tell that to the Amazon reviewer. But <laughs> I, I just thought to myself, like, I, I I didn't realize how much like anxiety comes from my dentist as a as a kid. He was just very heavy handed and not nice. Mm. You know, not a kind Especially guy. Especially on little teeth. When it, you're a little kid, you got yeah. baby little teeth that are like very sensitive. And if my mouth had been set on fire, though, I probably would carry that trauma for the rest of my well, life. Well, this person, I don't think when they grow up is going to have a good experience going to the dentist. Yeah. I think this fear is going to be ingrained in them for the rest of their life, but it is something to talk to your therapist about. This is what happened. Most kids don't like going to the dentist, but one local five-year-old had the scare of a lifetime at Just for Kids. Her next stop was the hospital after her family oh. says her mouth caught on fire. Can we right. just stop here because... This dentist is called Just for Kids, right. which makes me think like they're supposed to specialize in being gentle. There's a, a dentist in my neighborhood. Their billboards literally say, "We cater to cowards." Like we just we want the people who are afraid. <laughs> Best cleaning I've ever had in my life. By the so way, so there you go. My yeah. my wife actually was just looking for. She has to get a cleaning, and she called a, a, a several dentist office in our area to try and find somebody who, if she had to get her wisdom, if she had to get anything done, if they would be willing to just put her to sleep. Mm. Yeah, no, when I got feelings She's like, the other just day, put me out. I don't I, care. Are I you said, willing could to? could you knock me out? And they were like, we don't do that yeah. for feelings. There are some that do that. Yeah. And Katie found them. You, know, you go in thinking that you're in good hands and that your child's going to be safe. And so this has been kind of a traumatic event for the whole family. That family is now suing Dr. Deep Karen Dillon and Just for Kids Dentistry and Orthodontics in Centennial Hills. The family claims the dentist failed to take proper precautions to keep their child safe during a routine dental procedure. So if you read the details of this article, it's really strange because they say that, you know, she she was getting a, a routine checkup or a routine cleaning, and then all of a sudden sparks were flying. Oh I don't God. know why there were sparks in the first place. I mean, this kid is young. So mm. what? there's theoretically not any metal in her mouth yet. Even if she had metal fillings, I, I just, okay, go on. And then a small fire happened which I, I would imagine would be quickly put out because your mouth has uh, has saliva in it. I, in her mouth, though. <laughs> like, I mean, when you say, I'm afraid of going to the dentist and you don't have anything super specific besides the fact that your dentist was a little heavy-handed. Right. This person saying, oh, yeah, I have a ba traumatic things with the dentist because someone set my mouth on fire. Exactly. Like literally set my mouth on fire. I don't know how you how you relieve that trauma for the rest of your life. <laughs> no. You're always going to be tense when you go to the dentist. If I was tense from the dentist, like poking around and like hurting my gums or whatever right. and not just being gentle, this kid is going to be screwed up for the rest of their life. I, I completely agree. I don't think there's any coming back from this. No. I think this person is never going to go to the dentist again. Uh, I think that her parents will completely support her in that. I think her teeth will probably fall out by the time she's 40, but still, That's I think it'll be worth it. And she'll get veneers because in this day and age, it doesn't really matter what happens to your teeth. You can always get new ones. She she could just go to a different dentist, though. No, it's impossible. <laughs> I mean, there'll be another yeah. mouth fire, Jared. Don't you know? Drop the subject presents. Lose it or lose it. All right, Allison Johnson, it is that time of the day where you've got three headlines. I've got three votes, and the people just might get a really ridiculous song and three stories. That's true. All right, headline number one. How the village that inspired Frozen is dealing with over-tourism. 
How the what? Who discovered Frozen? The the uh, the vi- the village that inspired the movie Frozen. Uh-huh. There's a real village in Austria that oh. inspired the movie, and now they're getting saturated with a bunch of tourists and Instagrammers. Huh. And this is how they're dealing with it. Uh, sure. Okay. Okay. Headline number two. Here's how Leonardo DiCaprio and his friends saved a man from drowning. Yeah, lose it. <laughs> and then headline number three. Body of stowaway found in Air France planes landing gear. Yeah. Dead body under a plane. Yeah, that a sounds stowaway? pretty wild. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. All right. That's three. That's all three of them. Um, it's not a three for three, though. It's not. Sorry, Leonardo it's DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, you threw me off. You ruined, you ruined. my. He ruined my gay draft. So dumb ruiner. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Welcome back to Drop the Subjects. News it or lose it. Allie got two stories. We I did. had to boot a Leonardo DiCaprio story because I didn't care. You know, everyone cares about him. So he gets enough attention. Um, yeah, oh, okay. okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Plenty of people do care. Brad Pitt even has great things to say. I mean, it's just endless. Uh, all the Victoria's Secret models. Let's get into News It or Lose It, shall we? <laughs> all right. So they uh, there's a town in Austria where, and it's called Hallstatt. Mm, and it's it's very very beautiful, and it's so beautiful that P- Disney Pixar used it as inspiration for the town in, uh, in the movie Frozen. Uh, when a hotel, restaurant, street, or town becomes insta famous, it's only a matter of time before the 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 Instagrammers flock. Right, like you wanting to go to Chernobyl. I did not want to go to Chernobyl. You wanted I was to go vacation there. Inquid- I did not. I was inquisitive about visiting because I wondered if you could visit, and then I looked up a bunch of stuff about it. You like have flights. to have a, a hat. <laughs> you have to buy a hazmat suit. It's not worth it. She was like, the Chernobyl International Airport is only 18 hours. I could do this. I can check two bags for free. <laughs> exactly. So uh, they, so the population of this little town is only 780 people. Oh my god! But its tourist numbers are now reaching. T- <laughs> Oh my God. 10,000 visitors a day. Stop it. <laughs> oh my God. I feel so bad for those people. But if you look at this town, it is adorable. And I was thinking to myself, man, I really want to visit there. I feel um, like uh, now you're that person. Now you're Chernobyling it. I, I am. I'm super. I drink the Kool-Aid. I always do. Part of its appeal beyond endless selfie opportunities is that Hallstatt is rumored to be the inspiration for Arendelle, which is the fictional setting of Disney's Frozen movies. And it's particularly popu- popular among Asian tourists, fueled in part by the fact that uh, there's a Chinese replica of the village built in the Wangdong province in 2011. If you didn't, I, I already knew that, but I'm just, I'm just reading it off that. here. Yeah. Uh, so now the village is trying to work out how to deal with the influx of visitors. And uh, one of the office managers for the tourism board just said that they're trying to focus on quality tourism in the future and uh, I think they're trying to build out parts of the city because now it's become this hot spot and an influx of villagers it's like a double-edged sword they're excited to have the business but it's also taking a toll on the town I feel like this could be good for their economy but really bad for their nerves look at the picture (laughs) yeah I mean it's beautiful isn't it beautiful yeah I mean it's a a great you guys can find this by the way on CNN and I mean just a beautiful picture perfect lake side view Hmm. I mean you know you can picture the lake being frozen over by Elsa 
And, you know, it's really only, it's worth it for the picture. Interesting. But people's lives are being impacted, people. All right. Now let's move on to the body of a stowaway that has been found in an Air France plane's landing gear. This is insane. Uh, the body of a stowaway has been found in, a, in the landing gear, and the, the flight was going from Paris to, uh, it was coming into Paris from the Ivory Coast, which it looks like that's a few hours of a flight. I think it looked like, hold on, let me get my map up here. It was. You got it. You got it. You got it. Come the on. map is loading. Oh, no, oh. it's not. Mm-hmm. Ivory Coast to mm-hmm. Paris. Let's see how many miles this is. Uh, cheap flights. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Chernobyl. All right. uh, actually, now yeah. I'm going to Austria. I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now. Uh, anyway, it's it's a, a lengthy flight. It's not like a 45 minutes there and gone. Uh, the company, they have confirmed they confirmed that a lifeless body of a stowaway was discovered in the well of the landing gear coming from Ab- uh, Ab- Abidjan on the 7th of January and flying into Paris. Air France confirmed that an investigation was underway and that they have not confirmed the age of the victim. And I just, I have so many questions because I don't know why a person would be under there. Like, my first thought is, oh, they were trying to get on the flight without getting a ticket. Right, like, were they go- did they die in there or were they dead and then put in there right is the question so and apparently this has happened before in July of 2019 the body of a stowaway fell from a plane flying over London and dropped into a residential (gasps) garden oh my god feet away from a sunbathing man oh my god Are you serious? Yes. So you're like, oh, finally, spring has hit. I'm going to get my first rays of the day. And then that body uh, hit. I'm just going to put on some sunscreen. Boom, a body. Oh, my God. Right. Talk about traumatic stories. Feet. You go to the dentist, your mouth's out on fire. You said in your garden, a dead body just falls out of dead the sky. body at your feet. That's horrifying. Go to break, please. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, so yesterday we broke a couple of stories. Number one, about Jillian Michaels, which we're going to talk about in a second. But I was just telling you while we were in music listening to Kesha, I did not know that... uh, Well, I saw this headline just a few seconds ago from CNN that London's Madame Tussauds has removed Meghan and Harry's... uh, uh, waxworks from the family the family display shade it is ridiculous like in less than a day you yeah. took them out of the family that is wild to me and where are they gonna go like are you keeping them in Madame Tussauds just in a different area so, like don't remove them just I mean okay, if they're gonna step back just literally step, step them, them back. back well like they're not leaving the family no. you know what I mean they're just like taking out their they seemingly are gonna step back from royal duties but like them removing them is kind of ridiculous they it seems like they will be uh, appearing in New York though um, I, I guess they're kind of like on tour or whatever like they're the kind of going or, I think they're going to different Madame Tussauds locations because you know oh. there's like a lot of them so it seems like according to this um, that they will be uh, uh, present in the New York location. It says the statues at New York Tussauds, uh, the New York Tussauds location will follow a sim- follow a similar fate. It says, but they're not being taken away yet. I don't know. It's just kind of ridiculous. I also just like, why does everybody like? Does anybody go to Madame Tussauds anymore? I haven't gone in a long time, but there's always a line in Hollywood and Highland. I know. People I just feel always... like I always see a line outside of any Madame Tussauds, the one in San Francisco, too. And I was always like, why are people going to this? Yeah, so what are we that. doing, people? Yeah. Well, so much wax figure controversy this week. <laughs> Wait, was there other wax figure controversy? Yeah, because of Nicki Minaj. Oh, yes, because hers was ridiculous. <laughs> Think about it. Think about 
Sorry. I don't know why. But anyway. Jared's mad today. I Listen, there's so much. And like, we've got two other conversations coming up that are probably going to tick me off too. Okay. And I'm also having a good morning. I enjoyed my burrito this morning. Aww. Okay. This other headline, though, we've got to talk about is uh, Harvey Weinstein has demanded a new judge after getting scolded for breaking the rules of the court. Want to make sure that we're clear about that. You did something wrong. You got in trouble about it, and now you're upset. Uh, This headline coming from uh, Huffington Post says, he'd angered the judge that was presiding over his rape trial on Tuesday when he broke the rules that apply to everybody uh, uh, about bringing out his phone. He had apparently been texting, uh, and the judge scolded him, saying, like, you cannot do that. She says, "Um, Mr. Weinstein, I could not implore you more to not answer the following question. Is this really the way you want to end up in jail for the rest of your life by texting in violation of an order? Is it? <laughs> I love this judge. Um, is it Judge Judy? It's not Judge Judy. Um, who's been in the headlines, interestingly, this week supporting Mike Bloomberg? It's like, girl, he's not going to be president. Really? Why? Anyway, is he- that's a different conversation. We can talk about that and drop the president because there is a. It's great. Yeah. So, uh, in a letter, Weinstein's attorney argued that New York State Supreme Court Judge James Burke had demonstrated bias against their client for rebuking him in court. Burke had seen Weinstein using a cell phone, um, as we discussed, um, which was in direct conflict of the policy Burke set before the trial on Monday, which effectively banned cell phones from the courtroom. It quickly emerged that Weinstein had actually bought brought four phones with him. What? Why is he? Why does he need four phones? And, and he ain't working. <laughs> he's not. And you know what? He has no friends. So who the hell is Listen. texting this man back? Like, uh, are you texting and being like, "Girl, sup"? Hello? You know what I mean? Like, Girl, sup? I, if, if Harvey Weinstein were still running the Weinstein company, I could see him maybe needing But he has phones. no business and but he has no friends. he's not working right and, no and nobody likes him. him. It's like, you barely need a pager right now, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, you could use a Nokia flip phone with or a Nokia phone with Snake on it and have more than you need. Exactly. So is he texting or is he just candy crushing it? Oh. That's what I want to know. What? I want to see the receipts. What if he's been sitting there playing like who wants like, to be a millionaire? Rope. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, or like Flappy Bird, like a really outdated game exactly. that no one plays anymore. He is playing Snake on a Nokia phone. You know what I mean? Like, what is he possibly doing well, on four phones? I think playing Snake is what got him in the courtroom in the first place. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. I'm feeling confident about this game, Jared. This is Drop the Subject with Allie and Jared. Whenever you're that excited about a game, it makes me really nervous. I am so happy and excited about the preparation of this game that if you win, I will buy you breakfast tomorrow. Oh, things are getting interesting. Yeah. This is CES or BUD. The CES convention in Las Vegas always brings forth all kinds of crazy inventions, things that you're like, someone had to be high to think of that. And we're going to compare that to uh, to things that were maybe invented just when somebody was high. It did not make any kind of debut anywhere. It just stayed in someone's little stoner brain. Okay. Okay? So I'm going to give you some items. I'll explain one or two sentences about the item. And then you guess if it debuted at CES or if it's BUD, somebody who was smoking a little too much and thought of an idea that was really a high idea. <laughs> Example. This is from the promo. Uh, pizza Bot. It is a new robot that can make 40 pizzas in one in one hour. Do you think that's a CES or BUD? I think that's a BUD. That is not. It is a CES invention. What? Yep. And uh, that, was, that was just a practice round. Yeah. Uh, 40, 40 pizzas in one hour. In one hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's get to the first real one here now. 
Rollbot. And by roll, I'm talking about a toilet roll. Okay. This new robot will keep your ass clean when you need it most. If you hate getting up, if you're stuck in a pinch with no roll by your side, this self-balancing robot is for you. It connects to your phone and will deliver a fresh toilet roll directly to your seat if you happen to find yourself in a bind on the porcelain throne. You lost me at pinch because I'm thinking about pinching off. Yep. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think this is real or something that was created by someone high? CES or BUD, Jarrett? I think this is CES. You are correct. Yeah, good job. All right, you're you are. We'll do best three out of five. How's that? So you're two questions, two right answers away from getting free breakfast. Okay. Uh, All right. Here's the next one. CES or BUD Hangerbot, a hanger robot. Robot, okay. this robot will pick up your clothes and hang them up for you. The robot is outfitted with a mechanical claw that will go around the room, scan your apartment for dropped clothing, pick it up, then bring it over to your closet area, extend the claw, and grab an empty hanger, replacing said item in the closet where it belongs. This is BUD. <laughs> yes. It is? Yes, you're correct! Okay. <laughs> you actually had me until it said that it would go around your apartment and find clothes on the ground. I was like, oh, please. This is a stoner all day. <laughs> and that stoner is me. Okay. Uh, here's the next one. Selfie type. The invisible keyboard. In case typing on humongous iPhone screens is not good enough for you. It's not enough finger space. There is a new plan for an invisible keyboard that has been unveiled and it tracks your fingers using a selfie camera on your phone. So the camera will detect where your fingers are and you just type in the air and it will type the correct keys for you. Selfie type. The invisible keyboard. Is that CES or BUD? I want to say this is probably CES because I know they have like the infrared keyboard that'll go onto the tabletop and on your desk. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think this is real. CES. CES is for the win. Correct. Oh. But I will tell you, this is both because I. I thought of this years ago. They stole this idea from you, Allie. They did. They stole it from me. From your brain. From my high brain. (laughs) Because I, and I swear I talked about this on the air, I was texting on my phone and I said, I cannot wait for the day when there is a hologram keyboard full size in front of me that I can just type like I'm on a normal computer. Which would really screw with you if you were high. You'd be like, oh my God, is this real? I'd be like, oh my God, this is like a minority (laughs) report. Uh, I have a few more. Let's just do the rest for fun. All right. The Narwhal. The mop and vacuum robot hybrid. So, you know, the Roomba, it always Mm -hmm. vacuums. This one vacuums and mops. Oh, it's a robot. It's a, yeah, it's oh, like okay. it's the size of a Roomba, okay. but it goes around the apartment and it also will mop. Okay, so once it's done cleaning up a mess, the Narwhal T10 vacuum cleaner mop bot can clean itself, and it even even has a tank of clean water inside, so it can mop your floor too. I think this is real. I could I could buy this being a real thing. Again, you are correct. Yes, the Narwhal T10 huh? vacuum cleaner. Uh, Emmy's saying something. What are you saying, Emmy? I accidentally pressed the buzzer. Oh, she accidentally oh, pressed the buzzer. All right. Well, yeah. no, I mean, we're both high right now. No, I'm just kidding. We're not. <laughs> uh, okay. 
Scoot Screen. This new innovative device is meant to be installed in current e-scooter models or incorporated into, into future models. It functions as a dock for your mobile device that extends from the handlebars to your eyeline. Oh. This way, you can read Google Maps as you scoot. It can also inform you of nearby eateries, scenic destinations during your route, and it answers phone calls and sends text messages using the new voice assistant, Scooby. I okay, so I was telling you that I tried the the e scooter thing, and I was like, these things are so stupid. And then, like within sixty seconds, was like, oh my god, I this want so one fun. of these. They're so much fun. Um, and I I I was on one yesterday, the day yesterday or the day before. You like, were going to a friend's house who doesn't live too far from the station because I, I had to like see a video of you scooting. I always feel like a little bit of a nerd <laughs> or a little bit of a loser, but they're so well, fun. also you're so tall. I'm six three. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think it's real. First incorrect answer. Oh, no. I thought of Scoot Screen. Isn't it a great idea? I, oh, man. I told, well, it's funny because every time I'm on the scooter, like, I'm sometimes I'm going a place and I'm not exactly sure exactly. where it is. When I leave here today, I've got to go to, like, a coffee thing. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just grab a scooter and that'll be fun. So. But you need to be able to see your phone. And it's hard to do those scooters with one hand and hold your phone. Mark my words. I have said them now. If Scoot Screen becomes real, I am entitled to something. Why don't you create it? I don't know how to create this scoot screen. Are okay. you kidding? What am I all a Mensa member? All you need to do is <laughs> all you need to do is create an arm that can hold your phone up on the scoot on the scooter. That's not very hard. You know what? I'll do it. All right, fine. Food shopping based on your DNA. Last one. DNA nudge gives consumers a way to make healthier choices when grocery shopping using their DNA. The concept is that at the supermarket, you take a DNA test on the spot using a saliva swab. Then you have a wearable band that can scan food products in the store to see what's best for you based on your genetic makeup. That's bud. It's real! Is it real? Yes, it is! It's crazy! And there are plenty more, but we are out of time. Oh my god. We'll have to play this again. Maybe there are going to be some more debuting before the end of the week. All right. Uh, We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, a man from Politico who wrote the article with the headline, He is Our OJ, talking to Trump supporters about why they are supporting Donald Trump, even through impeachment. John F. Harris is joining us next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. And uh, we have John F. Harris on the phone, who wrote a fascinating article. He uh, he has a column in Politico, and he... Uh, this was something I clicked on immediately because I always we always you know look for political stories to talk about on the show and you know always end up on Politico and I saw the headline he is our OJ Jesus political reader Politico readers explain why they're standing with Trump during impeachment and this Ooh. article was written by John F Harris John welcome to the show we love uh, we'd love to discuss what responses you got and how you arrived at this headline sure uh, well. You know, the reason I got the responses in the first place was uh, at the end of uh, 2019, just before the holidays, uh, I you know, was pondering this question. How does somebody uh, support the imp- impeachment of Bill Clinton, which I covered uh, back, you know, 20, 20 plus years ago now, uh, but defend uh, Donald Trump, which, of course, that's the position many uh, congressional Republicans uh, are in and lots of their Republican supporters. Rather than judging that, I, I figured I'll just, just be curious and ask people and i uh so we set up an email account people could give me their views uh and hundreds of views came in uh the the one that struck me it's the lead the quote in the piece is somebody saying like look i think uh i don't admire trump uh, i think he's guilty of uh, bad character and lots of other things but i do think he's been a strong president and he's our oj simpson john that is 
uh, just as many people in the in Los Angeles in the 90s could support OJ, even though I thought he was guilty of murder. Uh, there's some equivalent of, with Trump. John, I want to I want to read this this uh, excerpt from your piece because this is what um, made my body temperature rise. <laughs> it says, "For Keith Swartz, who is 66 years old and runs a recruiting firm in uh, Tacoma, Washington, almost anything includes a president he regards as manic, ed- uneducated, illogical, and also essentially a horrible person, vulgar, vulgar, amoral, and narcissistic." It says, "Wait, is this a defense of Trump?" Yes. Hang on. He's done a fine job on the economy, in particular in the face of a Democratic opposition that has bent rules and abused processes for three years in an implacable bid to thwart him. He says, quote, to those of us who support what he has accomplished, it feels like he is our OJ. Now, the reason that that really um, makes me feel a way, if you will, uh, is that like if we're using an OJ comparison, number one, we're talking about a murderer, right? Um, and like sure. someone who's all but admitted to, to their crime. But number two, the idea of this rich white man president being the OJ Simpson of this group of people when OJ Simpson, for the people who supported OJ Simpson, mind you, I did not, but like for the people that have supported OJ Simpson, they wanted a black man to finally be able to get, get off in the, the legal system. That's never been a problem for rich white men so i'm trying to understand how how people are even able to justify this kind of perspective for themselves well it gives you an insight um into the amount of grievance uh the amount of victimhood uh that uh, many conservatives feel that they feel that the media is not on the level and that the washington uh political system is not on the level uh and um, um I'm not endorsing any of these sentiments. I, I'm, I'm sure you understand. Absolutely. But to, uh, 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 um, you know, an insight into how somebody could make a comparison uh, between Trump and OJ. I, I, I'm with you. I was really struck by that. Uh, it gives you some sense of how, um, you know, rightly or wrongly, uh, this group of people feels uh, beleaguered. And they see hypocrisy all around them. That, that's one thing they like about Trump is he may not always tell the truth, but they don't really consider him a hypocrite. He's presenting himself as he is, uh, kind of a scoundrel. And uh, 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 they find it refreshing in contrast to what they see as conventional politicians who who preen and pretend they're something they're not. Did you find in most of the email responses that, because it, it seems like from what you're saying and from what Jarrett's reading, there are a lot of people that responded with, yes, he's a crappy person, and yes, he's done all these horrible things, but the economy. Uh, did you find most of the responses to have that dichotomy there, or were there any that were like, nope, he's a great guy, 100% on board? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were some. There were a lot of yes, buts. The but was not in every case... Uh, the economy. Usually the but was some version of, but Democrats are worse, uh, but the impeachment is a foregone conclusion, but the mainstream media uh, is working in concert with Democrats. And so if you force me to choose between two unpalatable choices, I'm going with Trump. That's usually what the yes but was. In our next hour, we're going to talk to Matthew Craffey, who's the president of the California Law Cabin Republicans. And he, uh, last time we spoke with him, he talked about the economy. And the economy is one of the things that frustrates me as well, because usually Republicans uh, will boast about the economy being so great, but like make no acknowledgement of the fact that the economy is so great because of what Barack Obama did to restart it. And they won't acknowledge that job numbers slowed when Donald Trump came into office, even though they continue to grow, they're growing at a slower rate are is there any like more critical analysis of the analysis of the economy when they're talking about it 
Uh, you know, in this context, no, there wasn't a lot of uh, a detailed discussion of uh, of the economy. I have to tell you, somebody who covered the White House for a long time, uh, uh, I kind of share your frustration in that it's not like presidents or really any policymaker controls the economy with a little dial. Right. Uh, and uh, so it, it, it's really kind of a dubious measure of... Uh, uh, of, of you know whether he supports somebody in the short term, I, I suppose the best any president can do is uh, try to create favorable conditions for the long term. But every president, including Trump, is totally at the mercy of the ups and downs of the economy. John, we're almost out of time, I, uh, but I did want to ask you finally: what were some of the other responses that actually really caught you off guard? Well, I was. Uh, I know all about what aboutism. You know, you've been in this game uh, uh, for a while. You've heard most of it. I still was struck by just. Uh, Trump supporters come from lots of different angles on the ideological spectrum and uh, uh, and other spectrums. That was the thing that unites them all. This what about him? What about Hunter Biden? What about uh, uh, the Steele dossier with Hillary Clinton? Uh, what about Barack Obama? Uh, uh, that hot mic moment when he said he'd have more flexibility with Russia after the election in 2012. Uh, that phenomenon of the other guy's worse is so deep in our political culture. Yeah, hmm. that's interesting. John, uh, th- thank you so much for joining us. John F. Harris is a columnist uh, at Politico, a great resource for all things politics, and you can find him at Harris Politico. And we're going to tweet this article out so that everyone can uh, can read along and let their blood boil. Oh thank you God. so much, John. <laughs> yeah, talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot, John. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more Drop the Subject. And in our next hour, as I said, we're going to talk to Matthew Craffey from the California Log Cabin Republicans about exactly why the Log Cabin Republicans are still standing behind uh, Donald Trump. Don't go anywhere. We got more coming up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. The fascinating conversation continues. Drop the subject with Allie and Jared. If you're not already following us, please do at DTS Show. And if you have missed anything, you've missed a lot. We've covered a lot. We've done some fun games. We've talked to some really interesting guests. So it's important that you download the podcast. Drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. And now we get to a polarizing topic. The issue of Jillian Michaels and her comments about Lizzo. Now, she made some headlines yesterday for... What show did she go on, Jared? I forget. She was on AM to DM. It's the BuzzFeed uh, morning show. Okay. And so I did not know that BuzzFeed had a morning show. That that hurts my soul a little bit. But I think it's probably a good one, isn't it? It is good, yeah. Okay. Uh, so she went on that show and she was asked about Lizzo and this was her response. I, I have to say, no. I, I personally found, oh. and I love celebrities like Lizzo or Ashley Graham who are really preaching self-acceptance. I and, love her music. Yeah, 100%. Well, I don't know anything about her. I'm sure she's a cool awesome chick. Yeah, and I love that they're putting images out there that we normally don't get to see of bodies that we don't get to see being celebrated. And um, why are we celebrating her body? Why does it matter? That's what I'm saying. Like, why aren't we celebrating her music? Because it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes. Well, I want to ask you... I'm just being honest. Like, I love her music. Like, my kid loves her music. But there's never a moment where I'm like, and I'm so glad that she's uh, uh, overweight. Like, why do we... Why do I even care why is it my job to care about her weight so i think we you know we had a discussion about this yesterday and i think uh by the end of it we were both very interested to hear what she had to say next because you know they're gonna ask her about it hey what 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 was going on And of course tmz got right on that right and they uh i think i don't know they caught her coming out of a boba place or airport or something and they asked her you know a lulu something and they asked her about it and this is what she said here's what i'm gonna say to you I'm a health expert. 
For decades, I have said repeatedly that your weight and your size have no bearing or merit on your value, your beauty, your worth, your ability. Um, pausing right there, that is not consistent with what with how I heard what she said yesterday. I, I will say I agree with you in the sense that I think this is a, a clarifying statement that she's trying to make because right. I think what she said yesterday came out in a very harsh way that yeah. I don't know if she necessarily intended for that to yeah. happen. Uh, but she she goes on. Where it does have relevance is your health. Of course. And to pretend that it doesn't is not only irresponsible, it's dangerous, and it's just not a lie I'm willing to tell. Because it's politically correct, man. Right, of course. I and I, hear, I, I think that your overall point was actually missed. I think my, that- my overall point is that take care of your health because you love yourself. Right. That's that's kind of the whole point. Right. And that we should value people based on their skills and their abilities. It should be irrelevant what size they are. Right. That's up to them. So that she said this obviously as she was getting into a helicopter. I was going to say uh, she's clearly sitting at a bus stop waiting a for tarmac, the A to get yeah. there. Um, but so, what do you think about this? About what she's saying now? Because I, I appreciate what she says in this statement. I think that what what I where I had problems yesterday was when she meant she just said out of nowhere, "It's not going to be awesome if she gets diabetes." I thought it was unfair of her to just assume that somebody like Lizzo, because of her body type, is going to get diabetes. And also saying, "Why are we celebrating her body? Why aren't we celebrating?" her music which we celebrate all of Lizzo and what she has to yeah, offer. Yeah, I just, I feel like we had a really good conversation about this with uh, AJ uh, and Michaela this morning and I I want to believe the best things about what she was saying and what she was intending to say. It just didn't come across that way and if this is what she's saying she meant, you know, sure, I don't really buy it, but, you know, I have to give her the, you know, this is what she's saying she meant, then sure. Um, I just felt like it was the the idea, the assertion that Lizzo's going to get diabetes because of her weight or the assertion that, like, she can't possibly be healthy um, when we know that, you know, there there's plenty of data that shows, like, people that are seen as morbidly obese or overweight or whatever can have perfectly good health and, you know, and have good, yeah. you know, levels and all that kind of stuff and they can be in good shape and better shape sometimes than folks that are skinny. Like that is undeniable. Like we have that data and we've we've heard that before. So that's what would irk to me about this whole situation. Yeah, and and I agree with you on that front. I think it's just also like I do get the point that she's making about like I, I think that she thinks people are glamorizing obesity, which I don't think is what Lizzo is trying to accomplish. I think she's yeah. talking about body positivity, and that's different than glorifying obesity because we all agree that, yeah, America does have a big problem with obesity in this country and heart disease and all that kind of stuff. And I think that body positivity and keeping those issues important can exist in the same space. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more Drop the Subject. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Drop the Subject with Allie and Jarrett. And this whole situation with... Um, <clears throat> Jillian Michaels and some of the things that she said about Lizzo, a lot of people are, you know, cancel culture is alive and well in 2020. And so there are people who will hear her say things like that and be like, all right, no more Jillian Michaels. I'm done with her. She sucks. Mm hmm. But, of course, there are people who have said and done way worse things that have been canceled for a reason, mm-hmm. right? And it kind of got me thinking about these celebrities and the people who have been quote-unquote canceled or that, you know, you kind of realize, like, even though you like their work, they're probably kind of a crappy person. Mm-hmm. And when that hurts the most, when it's somebody that you grew up watching, like, even somebody like Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, my God, I loved Bill Cosby. I watched, like, I watched The Cosby Show growing up and... And for him to 
have all that stuff attached, you were like, oh no, why? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so frustrating. So I wanted to talk about what are the celebrities you wish didn't suck. Um, yeah, you mentioned one of them already, uh, Roseanne. Yeah. Roseanne was one that was surprising to me because, first of all, the show is so fantastic. And one of the one of the shows that still holds up, you know, stands the test of time when you watch it back. But, like, I know that Roseanne blocked me on Twitter during the 2016 election because um, it, w- it was after Melania, but, like, before the election. And I was saying something about Donald Trump. And, like, she had said something and I responded with a question, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then she blocked me and I was like... Okay. Oh, word? Like, I hadn't even said anything that bad. And I was like, you're really doing a lot here. Um, Dean Kane, who was Superman in Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. What did he do? He is a big Trump supporter. Like, oh. a, uh, he's like had some racist things to say, I believe, about immigrants. Um, and so that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Stacey Dash. I, so Stacey Dash was on yeah, my list, too. Because I was like, Dion! Stacey Dash. No! Um, Chuck Woolery from Love Connection. Oh, interesting. Big D-bag Trump supporter. Um, He came out and said, the left is constantly telling America you're ugly. Trump tells America, I believe we are beautiful. And it's like... Oh, God. Are you even, like, what? Wait, and who is he again? Chuck Woolery from Love Connection. Oh, oh, he's a big game show host. Oh. Um, I mean, like, even when someone's really old, you're like, maybe they're just, you know, those people that, like, they have really old ideals, but it also doesn't excuse it. But then you're also like, nah. Kid Rock. Yeah, Another Kid big, Rock is like, a bummer. Who's surprised that he turned out to be a trashy old... Never mind. Um, one that I wanted to throw in the ring was it really, really hurt my heart when the stuff came up uh, about Kevin Spacey. Mm. I loved Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Like I just had so much respect for him when I was, you know, growing up as an actor and just seeing him, uh, you know, he's fantastically talented. He's mm. amazing. And yeah, so really then to actor. have that stuff come out, I was like, damn it, you? Mm-hmm. Can you just not suck? Yeah. Like, it would be... Is like if anything bad came out about Tom Hanks, like he's just so lovable. And I was so gonna say, did you that. hear about Tom Hanks? No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, like, Matt Lauer, yeah, Matt Lauer, like kind of the same thing. Like people have loved him for decades and like really, really held him up as this great guy. And it turns out like he's a predator. Yeah, yeah, like a big one. Yeah. And then what about Tim Allen? Because he's very, isn't he very conservative Republican? He's but you very love the, Trumpy. I do you love, love Home, home improvement. improvement. I feel like Travell and I are actually going to do an episode about this on the new podcast that we're doing about like our problematic faves um, and like the, the the things that we love but are also really challenged by. Oh. And like when it comes to TV shows like The Cosby Show or Home Improvement, um, Tim Allen, I haven't heard all of the things that he said, but like with The Cosby Show, I still watch The Cosby Show because it's about more than Bill Cosby. It's about yeah. Felicia Rashad. It's about yeah, yeah, Tempest Bledsoe sure. and Malcolm Jamal Warner and all of them. Um, um, and so with Home Improvement and Tim Allen, I've just tried to avoid anything that Tim Allen has said because I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back. And uh, we've had a couple of interesting conversations already today. And one of them was... Just a couple? Uh, just a couple. I mean... The other ones were dust. I was going to say. be honest. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, uh, we, we earlier had a conversation with a political reporter uh, named John F. Harris, who did a piece that was talking about why Trump supporters are supporting Donald Trump um, through impeachment and, and really what their perspectives are. The headline was, he is our OJ, which, you know, made 
made my blood boil. <laughs> Different conversation. Um, but I wanted can't to, get back. We can't open that can of worms. Up I know right now exactly. Um, but I wanted to talk to Matthew Craffy. He's. Uh, I was just saying to you in the commercial break. I think it's important to point out, um, and we can bring Matthew in. Matthew, welcome to the show. Um, Thank you for having me. Yes, I wanted to point out before we get into this conversation. Um, I feel like oftentimes in media, when you see Republicans and Democrats or liberals and conservatives, no matter how they identify, um, on, uh, as far as party affiliation, when you see us in media spaces, there's often this uh, idea or feeling or sometimes truth um, that the people hate each other and that they're always like at each other's throats and like, you know, they go fight in the green room. And I want to be really, really clear that like I have like very civil conversations with Matthew all the time. Uh, time. I I saw you ran into each other at the grocery store the other day. I was going to say, how can you shop at the same grocery store? It's ridiculous. I was going to say, I know I just saw him out somewhere. Um, And so and even like on CNN and MSNBC, I was saying to Ali in the commercial or during the music that oftentimes like when I get paired with someone on one of those shows they have me with someone freaking crazy yeah and like in the yeah. green room you're having a conversation and you're like who are you yeah. like where do you come from right. so I'm always right. happy to have Matthew on because Matthew is uh, you not know, crazy congratulations not cra- well thank you <laughs> that's a I'm low bar but into that elite group <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk to you because I'm, I'm curious about your perspective on where we are with impeachment and Iran and uh, yesterday having seen you know some of the GOP lawmakers coming out of their briefing from the Iran situation um, saying like that the that there just was not enough you know information on on why we had to kill uh, Soleimani so I just wanted some feedback on your top line thoughts on that. Sure. So um, we'll start maybe with Iran, if mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. All right. Um, so I think with the briefing, my understanding, um, I think some people are upset that they didn't get um, clear intelligence on what the pending attack was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can kind of see both sides of that. I think with the leak situation being what it is, and there probably being some people on that committee that would release some of that information that might hurt some of our sources um, to the media. Maybe that's what they're very, they're kind of paranoid about. I, I don't know. But could, um, I can I can see both both sides of that argument that, you know, this is the committee that's supposed to be kind of briefed on what's going on. But I also think it's we're in kind of a weird time where it seems like every single thing that that gets briefed is out in in the media within you know a couple hours. But I mean, there was also the conversation about how Congress was not briefed beforehand, like they should have been. Any feelings on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know that you know when we were in the last administration they briefed Congress before we went in and we got Bin Laden. I don't know that they briefed Congress before we went. We we did a lot of different things um, with drone attacks and killing some high profile terrorists. I think the nature of this situation and how big this guy was, um, it, it's not it's it doesn't lend itself to having a lot of time and having a lot of people know about it because it gets one slip into the media and then that guy's, you know, he's moved and he's protected. Um, so, I mean, I get the transparency argument and I, I think people have a legitimate argument with that. I just, I also think right now, unfortunately, um, we're in a time where, where that information gets out there so quickly. It's not like it was in, in you know, the 60s where you'd have to really wait until the next day or, or the evening news that night before it could possibly be leaked. Um, it's on Twitter within within a minute. So um, that's it's a different situation. It's a different world we're living in right now, which is why I think we've seen both this administration and, you know, the last administration 
be a little bit more um, secretive on some of those things. Now, outside of the briefing itself and just with the situation in Iran in, in general, I'm curious to see what you think and what the log cabin Republicans think about, uh, you know, ordering the execution and the whole the whole idea of Trump doing this in order to get elected. Is that something that you believe, don't believe? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it has anything to do with him getting reelected. Um, and obviously, I mean, I would never say I speak for all Log Cabin Republicans, but I, I would say that the, the majority um, are behind the president um, for a number of reasons. I think to, to totally understand that, you kind of have to just remember who this guy was and also, you know, what the goal of the Iranian re- regime is and, and what it's been since the 1979 revolution. And that's really to, you know, destabilize the countries around it, to spread its interpretation of um, its its extreme interpretation of Shia Islam um, throughout the Middle East and to the Western world. And this guy came of age during that time. And for the last 20 years, Soleimani has uh, been the mastermind behind some of the deadliest attacks. That's why they, and he's worked with uh, Hezbollah, the, the IRGC funds Hezbollah and Hamas. These are terrorist groups that are in the Palestinian Authority. Uh, they're in Yemen. They're in Lebanon. You know, there there is um, more. There's there's the blood of more than 600 Americans on this guy's hands, and and probably tens of thousands um, of Iraqis, um, Syrians, and fellow Iranis on on his hands. So that's why, if you keep if you remember, while there was a lot of, of hand-wringing in, in the media uh, the night that that attack happened. There were Iranians in Westwood, uh, where I work, uh, in Canada, in Europe, and in Iran that are fighting for freedom that were cheering the death of this guy because he's brought so much pain and death to to Iran and to its people. So, Matthew, we gotta we yeah. got to take a quick break here, um, sure. but would you stick around with us for to talk for one more break? Of course. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, we're going to continue talking to Matthew Craffey uh, about Donald Trump and why the Lock Cabin Republicans, uh, how they how they view Donald Trump's administration. That's coming up next. Drop the subject. The new channel key. We're back with Matthew Craffey, the president of the California Lock Cabin Republicans. And I something that you said earlier, I was like, mm, I think that's a good point, but I'm not sure. <clears throat> so I wanted to go back in and uh, mention this because I asked you about, um, about D- Donald Trump not alerting Congress. And you were saying that we weren't really clear on whether or not Obama had um, alerted Congress with Osama bin Laden's death. And I wasn't clear on the answer on that either, just full disclosure. Um, But fact-checking it, uh, they said that several congressional leaders got notice of Osama bin Laden's death before President Obama's formal announcement and and quickly released um, statements praising the president and the military on successful missions. Um, So uh, my thing is, I feel like Donald Trump does not already already does not have the faith of the American people. Like we can't necessarily give him the benefit of the doubt on mass when his approval rating has always been, you know, way below uh, below half. But my perspective is uh, Ali was asking you about the perspective that uh, Donald Trump is doing this for political reasons and not for national security reasons. Can you understand at least why? when they cannot provide us any any real details on an imminent threat and then when we have elected officials coming out of the briefing saying you know we didn't see any substantive you know imminent threat why this feels like it's political when it happens you know literally the second day of the year when we're going into an impeachment hearing 
Well, I could see that. I mean, I think that, you know, I think probably every administration when they get into a military is goes all the way back, you know, to wag the dog and the Clinton era. You know, I think that they, that's the assumption that people make. Um, just, you know, studying uh, President Trump's foreign policy over the last couple years, uh, I think this is consistent with his kind of almost libertarian foreign policy, which is you live your life, do what you want to do. We don't think every government has to look like the United States, but the second you start to kill Americans, we're going to act. And there was a series of provocations from Iran. Um, but there's also been a series of provocations to Iran. Huh? But we've also had a series of provocations toward we've Iran. We've not as well. had military provocations with Iran. We've had economic sanctions. They they downed an unmanned drone. They blew up the Saudi oil fields. They uh, hijacked tankers in the Strait of Hormuz. There's been in just a very short period of time, all that happened, and we didn't respond militarily. If you remember, Trump said when we were going to to respond and blow up that base that were the the attacks were launched on that drone uh his generals were all ready to do it we were all prepared we thought it was going to happen and trump asked the question how many people will die and they said around 150 and he says that's not proportional to kill anyone when we just lost property that says a lot to me about what he thinks about these things um, I think there was a lot of thought. There was a lot of, um, uh, I think, intelligence that went into this attack. And I think it was only after, you know, after all these things happened, the administration in Pompeo said, "If this is fine, we're still got sanctions on you. All these these property things, whatever, we'll play that game. But the second you kill an American, we will hit you back militarily." Well, guess what? They killed an American contractor from Sacramento. And that, and it was right after that happened, as well as them trying to storm this embassy, um, is when this attack happened. He was violating UN sanctions by being in Iraq. He's never supposed to even be able to have left Iran. And there he is on the ground in, in Baghdad um, trying to foment um, an attack on our embassy. So. I don't know what the intelligence is. You know, your guess is as good as mine. I'm guessing there was something. Um, but even, let's say, for the sake of argument, there was nothing. There was no other imminent attack. What this guy had already done and what was going on leading up to it justified his killing, Well, I in, think, my, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people were, you know, because, you know, as Jarrett, we were talking about this earlier in the week, and this... You know, Soleimani's come up many times in uh, in other administrations, and the ultimate decision was, well, the uh, killing him is going to give us way too the much. Cost yeah, the cost is going to be too high, and the timing of this is very important because this is an election year now, and he's in the middle of an impeachment. And as soon as this happened, there were also you know these tweets coming up from 2012 where Donald Trump was accusing right. Barack Obama of, <laughs> right. of trying to start a war with Iran in order to get elected. Well, yeah, I mean that that that's uh, another reason for why you know I've always been a, a fan of tweeting less. Um, <laughs> it gives you less of a Me record too. for those yeah. types of things, but. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think that the in my opinion of, of looking at what who his voters are, I don't think the argument, in my opinion, stands up that this is a good thing for him politically, because the last thing 
his voters want is another milita- an endless war. But Matthew, like, we know. In fact, I follow so Matthew, many yeah. Republicans on social media who were pissed that it looked like we were getting involved with Iran. But Matthew, we know that yeah. wartime presidents are always always do better with, with re-election. So, like, with an incumbent president always does better in wartimes. And Donald Trump has been trying to provoke us, have has provoked every ally that we seemingly have, and and done even more with our adversaries. So, like, the idea that he doesn't want to be in a war... Well, I think that's... I just disagree. Look at where we were the first term of President Obama and military interventions compared to the first term of uh, President Trump. What military interventions have we had under Trump? Those two things... Uh, Emmy's already giving us the wraps up signal, but like, um, she, <laughs> no, but, I want more time. This is I know, this I know, is a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Matthew, we really appreciate you coming in and chatting with us. Um, Anytime, and uh, we'll you have to come, come in back. and chat with us. Yes, we'll definitely have you in studio um, again soon. So, uh, thank I you so much. That. Uh, Matthew Craffey is the president of the Log Cabin Republicans uh, of California, and uh, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, news it or lose it. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, Allie, so in true Republican fashion, uh, Matthew Crafty filibustered on us and ate up all of our time. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Have to always yammer uh, on about their opinions. No, we actually did go a little bit long with Matthew, so we have a little bit less time for News It or Lose It, but I'm going to give you three headlines and we're going to go directly into the stories. Are you ready? Boy George under fire for saying pronouns are a, quote, modern form of attention seeking. Oh my. How do we cover that in three minutes? All right. Uh, police are itching to find out who put bed bugs in Walmart dressing room. Ooh. <laughs> okay. And then why some long distance couples are sleeping together through FaceTime oh. every night. You know what? I'd like to talk about that another time. So I'm going to save it and I'm going to lose it for now. Ooh. A lose it save. Yeah. Interesting. How how very the voice slash American Idol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Boy George is in trouble. This story coming from the Gay Times because he's caused a controversy um, for saying preferred gender pronouns are, quote, a modern form of attention seeking. Earlier this week, um, he came under fire uh, from LGBT community on social media, specifically those who identify as trans and gender nonconforming for tweeting unprovoked, leave your pronouns at the door. Um, <laughs> after a fan of his said his comments were ridiculous, he responded saying, you must refer to me as Napoleon. And that's as ridiculous as it gets. I used the ladies' toilets throughout the 80s. He then called the preferred pronouns the modern form of attention seeking. Another user asked him what does it take to show others respect by using their preferred pronouns to which he responded, thanks for that but I have eyes and can mostly describe what I see. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. About that. I think we can add Boy George to the list of celebrities we wish didn't suck. Yeah. Because like um, I, I'm not just because someone wants to be called a different pronoun doesn't mean that they want to be called a colonial centaur. You know what I mean? Like it's not that crazy. Yeah. I mean, my my perspective on this is generally what this person said to them. What does it take to show others respect by using their preferred pronouns? I will say a little bit of a flux. After a CNN and parents, I got on Twitter and saw that Boy George had just tweeted and followed me. Oh! So now I'm going to have to go block him. But, uh, uh, no. Don't, was, do, don't Roseanne him. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, so, interesting. Didn't expect that coming from Boy George. Uh, especially, especially Somebody Boy George. Somebody who's like gender bending. So gender queer, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Police are itching to find out who put bed bugs in a Walmart dressing room, according to Yahoo News. They say police in Pennsylvania um, were investigating this. <laughs> 
<laughs> and are just scratching the surface. Oh, you see what the they puns, did there? I love them. Because scratching the surface is about itching. Because mm-hmm. bed bugs bouncing are bouncing around between yeah. suspects. Things started getting buggy on Thursday when employees at the. <laughs> <laughs> At the Edinburgh Walmart, found a closed pill bottle containing live bugs <gasps> in a boy's jacket being sold in the clothing department. The bottle was thrown out in the trash, according to the AP. However, a day later, a, a hygiene services contractor uh, contacted by Walmart found bed bugs crawling around in the men's fitting room. On Saturday, another Walmart employee found another, <laughs> another closed pill bottle with several dead bugs on the floor in the men's department. Mm, I think this is actually just the building materials for every Walmart. Oh, no. Just get your two-by-fours and your pills of bed bugs, and you got a Walmart. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back. We've got just a little bit more time left. Um, almost time to land this plane. Happy endings in just a moment. But joining us right now are the hosts of Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan. Hi. Their names are AJ and Michaela. And <laughs> I mean, kidding. don't you ever disrespect <laughs> us in that manner. Wow. <laughs> so Ryan is wearing glasses this. in the studio. Sunglasses. Ryan's been I real spicy all day. Uh, no, I'm from, always that. From Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan, they are Shira and Ryan. And yes. tell us what's coming up on your show where today. Are you gonna, where are you going to go? Okay, where are you so going there? Yeah. We have a super cool <laughs> guest on today from mm-hmm. Dear Manson, Book Smart, No Noah Galvin is joining us on the show today. Super excited about that. Yeah. And then share what else? And I don't know if you've heard, but Justin Bieber has chronic mono and Lyme disease. What does that even mean? I shouldn't be laughing. So we're going to be, yeah, how dare you? Those are two things that you can really make up easily. Actually, they're more serious than you think. And there's a reason why more people are getting it than ever before. And we're going to be getting into it on our show. I just never even knew that you could have chronic mono. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Which is why I never never drank out of water fountains in middle school or in high school or just in life in general because I just felt like everyone that uses public water fountains are disgusting and they have mono. Mm. And maybe that's an umbrella statement. But, I just you know, remember in high school like one or two people getting mono and being like that's so what, nasty. Is, what happened here? Well, yeah. I thought that everyone who had mono and like if somebody had mono in 7th and 8th grade we were like they were making out like with someone. Cool. Yeah. 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 Like, right. They're worthy of oh, the slut I, I thought they were cool because that means they're kissing. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. You know, my, right. boy, I have, my ex tells a lot about the inner mind of sheer exactly. My ex boyfriend got mono, and it was like when he was an adult. Isn't that strange? He, he got it. Wait, say that again. He got you know mono as an adult. Who did? My ex boyfriend. Oh, did he get it from you? At the beginning, when we were dating, and he was like really out of it, tired all the time. He had like symptoms of a cold, but it wasn't going away. And yeah. I was like, I think you have mono. And then finally, the blood test came back after it went away, and it was mono. Oh my and god! I never got it though. He from was him. cheating yeah, on you. So then he was twist. cheating on you. That's what we <laughs> learned. Plot twist for sure. You could get it though from sharing drinks. Or I'm whatever. sure that's what he told or you. Or from cheating. <laughs> no, babe, you could get it from sharing. Water fountains, they're I'm dirty sorry. people. He was drinking out of the water fountain at your local YMCA. That's what that is what happened. All right, so make sure to catch up with Shira and Ryan uh, for Let's Go There. That's four to seven Pacific time, seven to ten Eastern. Well, we'll talk to you both later. We're out. Uh, it's time for happy endings. <laughs> So, um, I'll go first, because I worked hard for this one, copying and pasting it from Twitter. So You cannot do this. <laughs> you can't do this. I want to shout out to Chris Contreras. Uh, he's probably our most frequent Twitter uh, respondent, or, you know, Twitter mm-hmm. feedbacker, if that's a word. Um, and he sent us a, a happy ending during our story about the girl whose mouth, the five-year-old girl whose mouth caught on fire at the dentist. Okay, but... 
I veto the fact that you're using Chris Contreras's happy ending as your own happy ending. Well, that is plagiarism. Two thirds. And of, you, Jarrett Hill, it would actually should know a thing or two about plagiarism. I do know a thing or two about plagiarism, and it's inci- decidedly not plagiarism because I said it's Chris Contreras's. <laughs> That's literally how that works. Damn it, my idiocy. It's backfired again. Chris Contreras says, sure, this girl's mouth caught on fire at the dentist, but at least when she gets older and starts dating, she can claim she's a hot kisser. And then she can get mono. And then she can get mono. <laughs> All right. My happy ending is as follows. <laughs> that, was, that was very well played. Thank you. That was almost segue-y. But you know, I'm not going to use that as my happy ending because I'm not... I don't cop out on my happy endings. I work hard Listen, for that. listen. Sometimes you have to work smarter, not harder. <laughs> All right. That guy, Jay, may have written an Amazon review about a sex toy that almost killed him. And almost dying via sex toy is a bad way to go. Indeed. But. Let me tell you. On the bright side, he can be on the new spinoff of Sex Sent Me to the ER, Sex, oh, not. Damn it, I screwed it up. Oh. Damn it, I screwed it up. Okay, wait, let's go back to okay. one. Everybody reset. All right, back to one, back to and one. And so um, she can claim that she's a hot kisser. <laughs> God, aren't I funny? Oh, Here's my happy ending. Okay. That guy, Jay, on Amazon who was reviewing that sex toy, he may have almost died just because of a sex toy, and that's a bad way to go. But the good news here is that he can be on a spinoff of Sex Sent Me to the ER called Nipple Stimulator Sent Me to the ER. Yeah. Worth it? That would that worth would, redoing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's you know what? Your reaction is all I can ask for. Emmy is um, people going, yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah. All right, Emmy, you got one or no? We're out of time. We're out oh, of time. We're out of time. That's the real happy. Hey, but you ending. had a really good one, I'm guessing. But we're just out of time. It's right. fine. Well, you know, I otherwise I was gonna say you can steal Chris Contreras's again because that's well, just a growing first trend. First of all, it's here. not thievery if you claim what it is. <laughs> Coming up tomorrow, we're gonna talk to you about some of the jobs that you did not know offer really good salaries. Um, and why couples are sleeping together on video chat. Plus, the US Mint is coming out with a brand new quarter that has me pissed. <laughs> I'm really upset. More about jerk it. being pissed tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Tune don't in go live. <laughs>